Hey, welcome to Art Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Tun Miang. I've been wanting to interview random people at Chelsea openings to get their honest reactions from the works, and I finally got around to do it. So if all goes well, I'll be doing this every week. So I went alone to the openings with my mic in hand to bring you honest reactions from the latest shows happening in Chelsea. Doing this all for you guys. So I picked four to five shows that looked interesting to me and by works of artists that I'm not familiar with. I only ended up going to two because turns out people really want to talk about the work, which is amazing. I really didn't know what to expect when I went by myself to interview people at random. I had three simple questions for them. Do you like the work? If so, why? If you don't like the work, why? The third question was, which is your favorite piece in the show and why? My first stop was Sakima Jenkins and Company. This gallery has two openings. In the main gallery is William Cordova's work, titled On the Lower Frequencies, Speak for You. I even got a chance to speak with uh, William Cordova, who's extremely approachable and very open and just overall a nice guy. That show is open until February 29th. In the back room is another show by Josephine Helverson, titled On the Ground. The second gallery I made it out to, which was only a couple doors down, was Lima Mupin. It is by Billy Childish, titled Remember All the High and Exalted Things, Remember All the Low and Broken Things. And that show is open until February 22nd. So without further ado, enjoy. So I made my way into the huge main gallery space in Zakima Jenkins and approached a man who seemed to be intently staring at the biggest paintings on the wall. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, I'm with the Arkham Podcast and I'm like interviewing random people and I'm trying to get like a sincere reaction of the art. Would you be interested in like, I don't know, talking about it? You seem like really into it, so. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm well, I'm about to say shit about it. <laughs> I mean, Terry here. Terry, okay. Would you hey, how you doing? I'm with the Art Brand Podcast and uh, we I'm here to kinda like get sincere reactions from people, like what they think about the artwork. Would you be interested in talking about it? You found I the think, right person. I know. I think who you should talk to is my friend Dante. He's actually a Peruvian artist himself who just graduated from Columbus MFA program. And oh, so wow. He's okay. noticing all the, like, this is a, apparently a Peruvian drum. And what? So he's, I yeah. didn't know and that. And they're also in, like, all the imagery he said is very Peruvian, and which okay. is very interesting because William Cordova is a Peruvian artist. And so okay. maybe something like that could be interesting for your podcast. Someone who's seen all the little details of, like, yeah. a lot of where this is being pulled from. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Here, actually. We worked, our center, the Leroy Neiman Center for Print Studies, which is at Columbia, worked on the print that's in the front. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah. So we produced that's that. Fun. Yeah. No wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No biggie at all. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you obviously do know what you're talking about. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, we did get to, it down. Yeah. We got to work with William for a couple of weeks producing it. So it was really fun to... He's a really awesome artist, someone who's very generous, very humble, um, shared anything we asked him, he answered, and I think he's just, I don't know, he's the kind of artist I want to be, in a way, like, um, he made sure that all the graduates were invited here. Oh, wow. Yeah, which okay. is really sweet, right? It um, is. 
And like, what what sort of stuff do you do? Um, I'm a printmaker and an installation artist. Oh, excellent. Okay, so you aspire to have like a show like this in the future? In a way, yeah. Oh, I think William's background as a sculptor makes it interesting for us to have worked with him in printmaking. Mm. So we did a lot of non-traditional stuff, like the boombox itself is lasered and is a 3D object. Oh, wow. And a lot of the prints incorporate staples, um, like layering ink, which you, in a way that you, very painterly way, which you don't do in printmaking, and he really pushed the boundaries in it. So I think as a sculptor, integrating into printmaking is a good example of like what pushing the boundaries is and mm. kind of just printmaking as art, as like a form of art, as like a fine art, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. excellent. Well, I, I mean, I feel like we could keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you to it. But like, yeah, no, I, just, yeah. I mentioned no, my no, friend no. because I, I invited him here because he didn't get to work with, he graduated last year. Uh -huh. And he was just so, he, right now, I, he's like, I'm so stoked, Carrie, this, this show's fire. Like, yeah. All the Peruvian, like, little, um, cultural little things placed in everything he was so into and I thought Wait, that could be interesting yes yeah uh -huh. see I came in here like my whole thing was like I'm not I don't want to know anything about it I just want oh, to be yeah. surprised so this is great like this is a no he's such an things. incredibly nice artist too like you yeah. should he's he's somewhere here. around you I should, have no um, idea what he looks like or anything oh yeah so. he's actually he's the fluffy haired man in front of the guy with the hat that's yeah. really oh awkward. okay yeah cool in front of the hat man got it Cool, cool. Uh, this is my friend Dante. Dante. Right. So he works. Hey, for Dante. Something. What's going on? Yeah. I'm with the uh, Art Grind Podcast. Oh, so awesome. I'm trying to interview just random people, like trying to get their honest reaction of the art. Yeah. So and she's like, I, I need to talk to you. Yeah. There's like a lot of there's some really really great things here. Like there's, <laughs> I mean I don't know what else to say. There's like cajones everywhere. This is like, like walking in. I've never walked into a show where I've been able to like relate on this like this particular axis of relation yeah. to work before because I'm a Peruvian American artist also and okay. then like see just seeing these like seeing these uh, icons of indigenous and Peruvian culture yeah, because sort of like twist yeah that's like like that that's this to me I never gotten that yeah that's like a horn drum so and then cool. there's, there's two on that one over there. Okay. And then like this little staircase pattern. Uh -huh. That's like a, a super traditional pattern in Andean indigenous uh, like textile weaving. Okay. Uh, and actually a lot of this is kind of like referencing it. Like uh -huh. the color schemes are very like indigenous textile oh, wow. patterns. And then that thing also. Okay. The, Wait, what is a cajon drum? A cajon yeah. drum, you sit on it and you play it like this. Oh, so you okay. Go, it's a really, it's like, I don't know, I don't, there's no, it's just a, a hollow box. Yeah. What kind of sound is it? It's like a it's, uh, sound? Like kind of. It's like, it's like heat, hitting an empty wood box, like an empty wood box with a hole in the back, which is what it is, right? So, yeah, he's made this I mean, one out of cement, so you couldn't play this so one, right? It's so subtle. It's not like, hollow. Nobody, like, yeah. No, but that's like, oh, it's a square with a hole in the back. That's all that a cajon is. It's like a wooden square with a hole in the back and then the inside's hollow. So when you hit the the middle of it, like right in the front over here, yeah, it gives you like a really deep, like a really deep bass. And then when you get closer to the edges, it's like a little bit more like hitting like a snare. Nice. So like, it's really- obviously play this thing, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I've played it a little bit before. Nice. Not, my grandmother's like really in uh, my, actually my whole mother's side of the family is like really in like Peruvian folkloric, okay. uh, in like the Peruvian folkloric traditions. So my got, aunt is a dancer. You got that right away. When yeah, you saw no, it. as soon as I saw that shit, I was like, that's dope. 
Yeah, and whereas I was com and, like, totally confused. But, like, yeah, no, there's the like a lot of things here that are like really deeply referential of like Peruvian indigenous culture and shit. Mm. And that's something that Cordova has done before, right? He's right. used like spirals. He uses spirals, which are like Pachamama stuff. Okay. And then that's also like a Pachamama thing. What's a Pachamama? <laughs> it's like one of the in indigenous gods of, uh, oh. of the Andes. Okay. And it's like a, a symbol that's like super normalized in uh -huh. Peruvian culture. Usually it even has like a couple more ridges on it. Okay. Um, but like just seeing that identify with the hole in the middle. Like I have necklaces that are just like that oh, no way. at home too. Yeah. All like right. that's a super, that's also that's like cool. super rooted in indigenous. So it was like really, it's really fucking dope to walk yeah. into a place and be able to relate that way. Is where like Peruvian culture is referenced in, especially like Western art. So like, were you surprised yeah. to see it? Well, like, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised seeing it in a different way. I'm surprised mm. seeing it in a way that's like, less like, um, less like an outsider taking yeah. it and more like how you would use it if you were a contemporary artist that is from Peru. Okay. You know, because I mean, like, artist, yeah, yeah, but using these symbols, yeah, like yeah, but not like this, right? This mm. is different, even than the way that I use them, right? Like, I yeah. incorporate, I incorporate images from indigeneity into my work all the time, but I also don't play with it in this exact same way. Like, not like that. In a sense, this is like exactly what he's doing. Like, this cajon is exactly what it is, wow. and I never deal with it in that one-to-one -one way. Yeah, but this uh, is like a much like a much more complicated one-to-one -one relationship. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because like you could never play that cajon, right? And right. like no, so much can. of it, so much of this is like referencing, like referencing without being, but also being without referencing. I guess, right? Like it's, it's a like beautiful way to put it. Yeah. It's like referencing the textile, but without never being. never being the textile. Yep. How, but it is being this. Like it is the signifier and the signified. Yep. It's it's dope. I'm like really into it, and it's a nuanced look at because like people use keepers all the time now. Like that's yeah. a very like yeah. a very normalized thing now. But right. like it's they use it as like an organizational methodology. Mm. Whereas like when you look at the cajon or this textile pattern, yeah, uh, it's like a totally different. It's like a totally different way of treating it. It's not like a means of thinking so much as it is like what it is. Right, right. And so, like the value that that is given is totally different. Absolutely. All right, here's a hard question. Like if you had a choice to like actually walk home with one of these pieces, like. Oh, um, you, you shit. To, if you want to yeah, I, like, I really like that. I really like that one and that one. I really love this one. Okay. I really love this one. And then maybe the cajon, because I think <laughs> yeah. that shit is great. For you, man, how yeah. hard is it to, like, have a podcast that, like, and talk about a visual, like, subject matter, like, in a podcast format? Like, is that, it's like, because he's describing these patterns that no I know. one can see. Well, like, we, sometimes... You know, on the okay, website, okay, there's gotcha. going to be images, so I'm going to be taking pictures of these things so that I can reference that. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Now, like, what about that in Super Peruvian? Yeah. The, the little stair step pattern. That's yeah. like, hey, long time. Hey, like, do you have any idea where like where that comes from? That stair step pattern? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have I have textile like alpaca textiles that have that same pattern. Like, mm. and like a lot of the. So it's interesting. A lot of the 
a lot of the things that we identify as like Indian indigenous patterns yeah. are actually like peasant patterns from Seville in Spain. Oh, from like right. the, I guess, late huh. seven, like the 1700s, That's 1600s. So okay. Um, but they've been incorporated so fully that they've become a totally different, they have a totally different signification, right? Right, right. So, but this is like a very normal one. This is one like, yeah, that's like all over the place. That's amazing. And then the cajon is like immediately obvious. Like yeah. if you know what that is, you see it and you immediately know what it well, is. Well, now I'm not going to be able to unsee it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that, but like that's the nice thing. Right? Yeah. And I think totally. that that's like a beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm glad you said it because I would have been like, oh, cinder block with a hole in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But now that I see it, like as a drum, that changes the entire concept of it for me. Totally. And what what's your name? Again? I'm Dante. Dante. Okay. Dante Migone Okeda. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks yeah, so much absolutely. for being like super yeah, for open sure. about it. Good to meet you again, yeah, man. Cool. Good to talk to you. Yeah, definitely. Good luck, man. All right. Thanks, man. Okay. I tracked down the artist and I waited patiently as he interacted with the various friends of his. Uh, I'm with uh, Art Grind Podcast. Art Grind Podcast. So we're a bunch of artists that interview other artists, and then I'm trying to get like reaction from other people about the work, and you know, especially yours. So I've been hearing that uh, those things are based on the drums. Yeah, it's an Afro-Peruvian drum. Yeah. Which is really subtle. Like I like the way that you're actually portraying it because I didn't understand, I didn't know that until somebody else told me about it. So what kind of like inspired you to do this whole show? Like what was uh, I'm sure it took you you know several. Well, the idea behind the project is uh, to uh, illuminate um, geometry, um, sacred geometries mm. as how it's uh, activated, used, incorporated. Okay. In um, Andean cultures, in African cultures, in mm. Asian cultures, okay, uh, which are also part of uh, the diaspora in Peru, where I'm ah, from. All right, excellent. So, so there's a lot of those uh, um, homages to, to those three triple A's right. in um, throughout the exhibit. Yeah, that one being Afro-Peruvian drum. Okay. Yeah, and Andean textiles. Yeah. And I heard that like those little stair patterns are kind of based on like similar references, right? Or yeah, that's uh, architectural references, as you see here. These, right? Okay. And, uh, but you also find it in textiles. Mm. Um, that type of imagery comes from clouds, okay. formations from mountains, from mm. uh, snakes moving around in the, in the ground. Right. From uh, also from uh, water. Mm, because of that flow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that, that's how those evolve. Cool. Excellent. No, it's all good. But uh, yeah, congratulations. I don't want to keep you. <laughs> yeah, I know you have a lot of people to talk to. All right, take care. Thank you. Congrats. Yeah. So not everybody agreed to be interviewed, but it was definitely the nicest rejection. Hey, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm with the Art Crime Podcast, and I'm trying to get a sort of sincere reaction from people, just random people, about the artwork. Would you be interested in, like, talking about it? Not today, but thank you. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you 
I'm good. I'm actually uh, I'm with Art Friend Podcast, and I'm trying to get like sincere reaction from people about like what they think about the artwork and stuff. Would you be interested in speaking your mind? Uh, sure. I'm just could be anonymous. I'm one of our former students, so I feel like I'm. Oh no way. <laughs> okay, that's totally cool. All right. Yeah, like I, I just have like three. Turns out, some of the people that I. Approached, um, haven't really you know, what, looked at the art yet. Which piece is your favorite, and like, why do you like it? You know, I don't know if you just got I here. I just or got not. here. I'm oh, sorry. okay, cool, cool. Like I need a second to All right, here. take a look around and then uh, come back yeah, okay, to me. I'll come find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Like, I mean, I'm just coming. So I told them I would still be there after they seen the work and to come get me, but of course that never happened. There's just too many things going on there. Talking about you, Marissa. <laughs> and we kind of do this thing for fun. So, yeah, yeah. What's your name? Tun. Tun? Yeah. Marissa. Marissa. Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me, let me so, I'll be around. Kind of see who's interested. Yeah. All right. Cheers. I made my way to the back gallery at Sakima Jenkins. It was the On the Ground show by Josephine Helderson. I saw this guy that seemed really intrigued by one of the paintings, and I approached him. Testing, testing, testing. All right, so what do you, what's your reaction to this art? I, I like it. <clears throat> okay. Like, I like the way it's framed. That's, that's, I mean, that's what I'm impressed with most. Mostly yeah. the frame of it? Yeah, I mean, which is part of the work, too, how it's shown, like, the around it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, I mean, I'm into doing similar, not similar, but, like, similar um, concerns, like looking at rubble or looking at sidewalks and seeing, like, these accidents. Oh, okay. Um, but I feel like the, how it's framed adds to it because it's got, like, like that sidewalk kind of yeah it's actually like cement right yeah i mean it's not i don't think it's cement i think it's wood panel wood panel and then it's given a texture of like concrete right so i mean i I, this made me think of like i could like he used a similar strategy so i'm just checking out strategies all right um are you like familiar with this artist or is it somebody you just like walked Uh, in here what i do is i mean i have a studio in bushwick and what i do is uh look at all the shows that are happening and uh-huh. Google search them and things that I feel like I'm, I, I find a connection to, I come and check it. Okay. So, like, out of, I don't know if you just got here or not, yeah. but, like, out of all this, like, if you were to own one, which one would it be? Oh, that's you can one. tell me later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, take a look around. That, yeah. And then, yeah. That's not the first thing that comes exactly. to my mind. I'm just like, yeah, take a look around. You know, artist to another artist, I'm just trying to see what kind of skills and like how they're seeing how they present, you know. Okay. It's like a school for me, kind of. Cool, man. All right, I'll catch up with you later then. Thank you. Thanks, man. I made my way down to Lehman Mopin Gallery, which is only a couple of doors down. And it was surprisingly empty. There were definitely less people in there than the previous show. So I approached a group that looked like they were having a conversation about the painting in front of them. Uh, I am trying to introduce 
random people and try to get uh, their reactions to the art. Would you be interested in talking about it? Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> and everybody's like stuck it away. Yeah. Like, it's just like simple questions like, um, you know, do you, uh, do you like it, dislike any of the art? And if so, why? In this? In this. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, one of my good friends told me about this painter and uh, okay. the pictures that I saw mm -hmm. on his phone, they were really beautiful. So I was curious to see how that would affect me in life. It's got oh, okay. a really strong presence. Absolutely. In real life, it's got a lot of texture, a lot of soul. I didn't know that um, it was wet oil on a dry canvas, which was really interesting. Mm, sort of like bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Something vigorous and quality. beautiful about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. I like the subject matter too. Mm. It's kind of like beautiful, classic um, imagery, but it's yeah. painted sort of crude. Yes. So I really like that about it too. So you like this particular one the best? I do like this one because mm. I like the flowers and I like the three people in the water. Mm. Um, the flowers sort of reminds me of um, what Van Gogh did. Yes. When he got into that psychological um, state where he was just kind of you know, going crazy. Trying yeah. To get the fleshy paint on there. Totally. But it's a very delicate subject. And I like the uh, swimmers mm. because you can kind of feel the, the artist's um, range in his breaststrokes. Mm -hmm. It's more sort of delicate, and organic, yeah. and beautiful. And He's got a pretty good range. Yeah, he does. If you had to choose one to live with, which one would you pick? Um, in this room, I yeah. think the... Uh, or the entire show. I see something in there, a reflection I haven't seen. I have a feeling that I might like that one. You want to you go check it out? Yeah. yeah. It's the tree. Cool. That's really cool. It's very similar to the, uh, the flower. Oh, wow. That's really amazing. I love, I love that tree because it's got a lot of abstract qualities. And the composition is so simple, but he sort of divides everything up very evenly. I know. And the colors are really interesting choices, too. Those greens. Mm -hmm. I mean, those greens are difficult to control. I, I imagine you're a painter, too. I am, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also love um, how there's only a few trees in there, but you can imagine how sort of a large space that he's depicting. Yeah. He's not just doing a, a portrait or an image of a tree. You can sort of feel the environment around you. And I think that's because of the, um, the, the what do you call it? Um, you say? Um, like the sort of... Uh, well, it looks like it's actually, there's depth because you have the foreground, the middle ground, and then the background, and it like keeps going back. And even mm -hmm. though it's not in perspective, I think just the handling of the like the brush strokes of the little pieces yeah. actually and makes it somewhat believable. Right? Um, looks like he's influenced by some impressionism too. Mm, totally. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Okay. Really cool. So, out of these three, then, which one would you pick? 
I don't know. Which ones? I guess this one, bathers, and then the flower. Um, I like the, uh, I like, I think I like this one the best, the tree. Because it reminds me of Impressionism. The mm. colors are pretty dynamic and simple. You can look at it in so different ways. And at the same time, it's it, it, you can turn the canvas around upside down and it'll still be a really beautiful, true. dynamic composition. Right. If it's a horizontal piece, it, it would almost look like there's this huge chasm between like two lanes. I don't know if you yeah. can see that. But yeah, it, it could be a river. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. So I like that when you can look at paintings uh, differently, when it's not as obvious. Mm. I like to search for things and look for things and... Yeah, that one's beautiful. That's my favorite. Yeah, I think I'm sold. I think, uh, I, think I like it too. <laughs> it's kind of cool to like see it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for yeah, taking the time out course. to talk about it. And also, no worries, man. It's all good. Uh, this is for uh, Art Grind Podcast. So. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed these conversations and were able to get some insights into these shows. I definitely enjoyed myself interviewing random people at the opening. And I'll be out there again Thursday. So maybe I'll see you there in person. Should be pretty easy to track me down since I'll be the only one with a mic. All right, till next time. Peace.